So in the next few minutes that is remaining, I just want to bring us to an interesting place. We have released many words in this ministry, and the Lord wants me to talk to you on how to cause a prophecy to manifest. Because if you don't know how to cause a prophecy to manifest, you will receive word, 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 but you won't receive a manifestation. So I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, how to cause a prophecy to manifest. Now, the biggest problem that we have in the church is not to prophesy, but is how to manifest what is prophesied. Because many people have words over their lives, they have received words, but sometimes they don't know how to manifest those words, how to bring it to reality. Now we're going to refer to the story of Elijah and Ahab, and we're going to draw some principles from that story. Hallelujah. So I want to read 1 Kings chapter number 18, verse 41 to 45. Although it will be on the PowerPoint, but I will read it from my device so that I can go quick. Hallelujah. So you can still put it there. It said, and Elijah, 1 Kings 18, 41 to 45. And Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of the rushing of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and drink. And Elijah went up to the top of a Mount Carmel, and he bowed himself down on the earth and put his face between his knees. And he said to his servant, go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, there's nothing. And he said, go again seven times. And at the seventh time, he said, behold, a little cloud like a man's hand is rising from the sea. And he said, go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down, lest you, the rain stop you. And in a little while, the heaven grew black with cloud and wind, and there was a great rain, and Ahab rode and went to Jezebel. This is the story of, of, of Elijah. Elijah had prophesied that it would not rain for three and a half years. And we know the story of Mount Carmel, that Elijah has killed all the prophets of Baal, more than 400 people. Elijah just told them to prove whose God is the real God. Bible says that Elijah, by the grace of the Lord, uh, could bring fire down from heaven by the help of God. And everybody knew that Elijah was a prophet of God. But now, Elijah said to Ahab, go up and drink, for there is a sound of rushing of winds. Now, when Elijah was talking, there was nothing. You need to know that in the natural, there was nothing. The rushing wind that Elijah is talking here and the sound of rain, it was only Elijah hearing it. So there was nothing. He spoke out of nothing. Do you understand that when prophecy comes in your life, sometimes there is nothing? Real prophecy comes when there is nothing. Because prophecy contradicts your normal way of life. Prophecy does not speak things 
that are evident. Prophecy speaks things that are not evident to you. Because when you compare your situation to what is prophesied, you want to laugh like Sarah did. Because in the natural, there is no way. Hallelujah. I'm talking about prophecy now. There's no way that in the natural you can, you can see what is prophesied. You see, sometimes God will prophesy over somebody. And people say, but why is God prophesying over that person? We all know the lifestyle of that person. Why would God speak to the person like that? Because God is not necessarily talking about what is happening. He's talking about what he sees. Because sometimes what is happening is evident to every man. It's only what is not evident that God has come to reveal. Meaning, God will see somebody that is an alcoholic in the street. And God will say, this is a prophet. And everybody says, what is he talking about? We know this guy. He's an alcoholic. But God is not talking according to a condition. He's talking according to his plan. So when prophecy comes, prophecy reveals the plans of God. Elijah said, there is abundance of rain and rushing of wind. A normal man will say, this guy is crazy now. Hallelujah. Hmm. So what is the first step when a prophecy comes? The first step is to believe what was said. Come on now. You need to believe. Now, believe I'm talking about is not to just agree. Hallelujah. You can agree without taking any action. The believing I'm talking about is a conviction of a heart that what was said is true. You know why so many people don't receive what God prophesied? It's because they have a little doubt about if it's God. Hallelujah. And what is funny is that themselves, they didn't hear anything and they don't hear anything. But when something is said, now they have the audacity. Is it God? It's not God. But you didn't hear anything yourself. A prophet is not measured just by what is said. A prophet is measured by the way people receive in the heart what is said. Because anyone that receives the word of prophecy will see a fulfillment. Hallelujah. You see, we're talking about my brother that gave a testimony. You know, these people, yo, they believe whatever I say to them. He's not here to just testify. They really believe. You know, they, his, his wife had many miscarriages. And one service, I was standing here and uh, he was sitting there and I said, your wife will be pregnant and give birth to a son. And when she's pregnant, come to see me quickly. My man, my God. Yeah. After a few weeks, the lady was standing here. She said, no, I'm pregnant. This lady came in the prayer line every Sunday for nine months. Because every time she was pregnant, there was something that would happen and she would lose the baby. And because she believed the word that was spoken, she came every Sunday showing me herself. There was no tummy, but there was a baby in. We prayed every Sunday. I, I used to call her now my friend. Because she was here, I saw her face more than anyone in the church. 
at the end of nine months, and one day she came to say she had a dream that she used to have when she has a miscarriage. I said, this time the devil is a liar. We prayed, and after nine months, the baby was born. But some people, I tell them this, it does not happen. No, it doesn't happen. There were two people, I won't say their names, in the COVID time. The two of them struggled with COVID. And they were in the intensive care, the two of them. And then I phoned the first one. I said, you will be healed. And the person said, yes, I know I will be healed. And after that, the person was unconscious, but I was told that she was hearing my voice, you will be healed, until she was healed and discharged from the hospital. The other person, I said, you will be healed. Say, no, pray for me. The person died. Two people in the same condition. One received, and the other one didn't receive properly what happened. Hallelujah. And, 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 and I'm not here to prove myself. I'm a messenger from God. I just say the word. It's up to you. I told you last Sunday, I've come to a point, I don't question myself anymore. I question you. No, I question the one that received the words. I'm trying to tell you that when you have a believing heart to the word that was spoken, we say in the next 40 days, no, it's like 33 days, you must believe. My God. You must believe that those days will not be over before you see the release of God in your life. And that must be your conviction. You must believe so much that even if you are sleeping, you wake up, you say, it's 33 days to go. You wake up, you say, it's 20 days to Even the last day, you wake up, you say, it's 24 hours for my miracle. Because it was said in the next 40 days. Elijah spoke. And he said, I, I, love, I love what Elijah, I love the prophet. He said, oh, there is abundance of rain. Hallelujah. So the first thing is to, hallelujah, say I'm a believer. I'm, a believer. I'm, I'm surprised that people think they are believers and they can't believe. Don't we call ourselves believers? So why do we struggle with belief? You don't just believe the prophets, you believe in the Bible, you doubt the Bible. Some people sitting here, they doubt the Bible. Really. What was written, they say, I don't know if it's for me. Hallelujah. I'm going quick. Then he said, and Elijah went up to the top of Mount Carmel and he bowed himself over on the earth and put his face between his knees. And what was he doing? He prays. The second phase after you have believed is called the birthing process. And the birthing process is through prayer. The prayer that Elijah was doing was not to bless a meal and eat. The prayer that Elijah was doing was a groaning in the spirit to usher what God has said. He was revealing within himself because the word is spoken. Not only I believe, but I will be an instrument of giving birth to this word. Some of you, the word was given. You will not even take one single day to fast for this word. You will eat this 40 days. And then after you say, no, I didn't see anything. You ate it out. 
I'm telling you, you need to be violent. You need to position yourself for breakthrough. You need to position yourself for what God is doing in your life. So when the word is received, you receive it and then you go to the secret place. You set your altar and you put the word on the altar and you put your knees down and you bow your heads and you start to prevail and you start to give birth to that word. Look at Elijah. He knew it's going to rain, but he did not take it for granted. He prayed until he saw what the Lord told him. The church has become lazy. We, we think prayer is works. I said, no, I'm under grace. Then the worst person in works, or the, the person that was much in work than all of us is Jesus. My Bible tells me we will pray the whole night. But yet he was the son of God. You want to fight a 24-7 devils with a two-minute prayer. I'm here to stir you to a lifestyle of prayer. People that will pray with purpose. People that will pray with what they know. People that will pray with the word and say, Lord, I will not let you go unless you do what you pray. I'm praying to have a praying church. I'm praying to have people that can put their, their head in between their knees and call unto heaven and say, Father, this is the time. I'm telling you the truth. You will never see somebody give, doing great work with Jesus and not praying. It's impossible. Go to your history book. Go to the Bible. Show me one apostle that was not praying. Show me one apostle that never fasted. Fasted is not just for the Old Testament. After the resurrection, Acts 13, they said they were fasting and praying. The discipline that the church needs to come back to. The discipline of prayer. Sometimes you sleep too much. You sleep too much. People are sleeping too much. They sleep from 7 a.m. and they wake up only at 5 a.m. What for? What are you looking for? Dreams. And I am not praying to please God. To please God. I am praying to know him. It's not about gaining his approval. It's about being at a place where he can reveal himself to me in all the facets of, of his being. I'm here tonight, today to encourage you to pray. The Bible says that, that, that uh, we must pray at all times without ceasing. So we, we have received a word of 40 days. I don't know how many people are going to pray and take it serious to see the hands of God in their lives. If you haven't planned that, I'm calling you to plan a time of fasting and prayer for this word. Amen. Your amen is too weak. Amen. Sometimes you see me like that with red eyes. You think I was crying. No, I was praying at nights. Because I know if I don't pray like this, I will never be a good husband to my wife. I will never. Because I can't. By my own strength. I will never be a good father to my children. I can't even if I want to. It's not about wishing it. It's about doing something about it. Where are your knees that God has given you? To come to bring that thing come to pass. 
You, gather, you don't gather crowd by the anointing. You gather crowd by your prayer life. Elijah, and they said, he sent somebody. He said, go see. And Elijah himself didn't worry to see the evidence. He was not checking for the evidence. He was so caught up in prayer that he had to delegate somebody to check the sky. He had no time checking the sky because his head was even to his knees. He has no time to check. He had no time to check. Some people check themselves every 10 seconds. You have no time for that. If your head is between your knees, somebody else must check for you. You are too busy with the Lord to check on what is happening. You are too busy to consider what is happening. I, I, today, I'm, I'm calling you to a lifestyle of prayer. Come on, come on, come on. If the church is not going to pray, the church will not see God. I don't know who taught you or who told you not to pray. But I'm here today to tell you there is a spirit of Elijah that is coming back to the church. And that spirit of Elijah is a spirit of intercession that brings revival in the land. Elijah did not slay the people by just wishing. Elijah was a man of prayer. I don't know who I'm talking to. Amen. I don't know who I'm talking to. You know what you must do, fathers? You don't need to make yourself visible sometime. You need to go beyond the room of your children, beyond the door, and touch that door. Katakatakashonda. Lingoma hasota. Who is this devil that wants to enter the room of my children? Zekumayakoshatata. I refuse and I refuse in the, in, in the name of Jesus. Husband, sometimes you need to put your hands on the head of your wife when she's sleeping and say, kata, kata, shota, kata. Ah, Father, who is this devil? My wife is ordained by God. Who are you? I feel sorry for people that they No, my wife, I don't understand my wife. Do you want to understand her? You have a big problem. You don't need to understand your wife. God gave you a wife you don't need to understand her. You need to bring God in her. So check what I'm saying. Check what I'm saying. If I'm lying, she will tell you. Sometimes she will wake up and I take, I take my hands off. I'm just praying. Hallelujah. If you play, you will die playing. Listen to me. The devil will cut short your life if you play. You let not let people lie to you. I'll have a long life. I'll have a where? I can take you to the graveyard. People say that they are there today. It's an action that you need to take. You need to pray. You, I said you need to pray. I'm calling people into prayer today. For what God has spoken, I'm calling people into a place of prayer of prevailing. I'm not saying you're going to pray fast 24 hours. Not what I'm saying. I'm not saying you fast all your life. But there may be time where food is not appealing to you. If you are a glutton, you, are, you cannot follow God. Yes. No. Gluttony is not in heaven. Yes. Even when you see food, you're not a candidate. I'm telling you. No, I'm here to tell you the truth. You're not a candidate. You can do whatever you want. Sometimes I meet people, they make fun. 
Hey, you are so thin. I said, you are so fat. You are so thin. You are so thin. You are so thin. I don't care. I don't care. I know why I'm like this. It's not a sickness. It's a decision. It's a decision. Yes. I suffer from that. When I was ministering, you people laugh at me. They say, look like a pole. Look like a pillar. Look like, look like a shadow. <laughs> you, you remember those days? They say, you, this man, you look like a shadow in the church. I say, I don't care. If a shadow has a voice, the shadow heals the sick. Listen, don't let people tell you about your body. Don't let people intimidate you about the way you look. It's not about how you look. It's about who you are standing in his presence. It's not about your look. People. My God, help us. I'm finishing. Number three. Before it manifests, act upon the words. Don't just pray. Act. Walk as your word has already come to pass. Yes. On the seventh time, they say it's coming out of the sea. My God. He said there is a little cloud, like the palm of a man's hand. He said that is not for me. That is enough evidence. If I can feel a small move, it's enough. I don't need a big breakthrough. I just need to see the beginning. My God. I don't wait for the full breakthrough. When I see a small opening, I know that my God has done it. I know that God has already done it. Then I start to celebrate. Because the man that came to me, and he said, you want to quit smoking? And we prayed. And after a few days, he said, I'm struggling. I said, for how long have you been staying with your smoking? He said, three days. I said, start to celebrate. At least there's the three days in your process where you didn't smoke. Don't get discouraged because the craving came back. At least there are three days where you were clean. So you can start to say, my God, the cloud is rising from the sea. I got, I got the answer. I got the breakthrough. Because what Satan wants you to do, he wants you to feel like, oh, it will not work. Then you go back. Craving does not mean you have sinned. There is no sin in craving. My God. My God. No. No. There's no sin in craving. When you crave, discipline the craving. And tell the craving, I will not give in to you. It's not because it's there that I must give in to my God. It's not because I feel like that that I must do it. I refuse. I refuse. I refuse. I refuse. I refuse. In the name of Jesus. I say, in the name of Jesus. And if you cannot... Resist it. Run from it. Run from it. Give the money of that alcohol to your wife or your, your husband. Give the money of that cigarette to somebody. Say, keep it for me. Because if I have it, I'm going to do it. Unplug that computer. Break it. Do whatever you want. But your life depends on it. Somebody help me this morning. You need to be violent to see prophecy coming. He said, the cloud is rising and it's small. 
Oh, I like the small clouds. All this time, something was keeping it. Elijah has to prevail, and the calf came from the horizon. You know, it's a limitation in the Hebrew language. We say the cloud came out of the sea. The servant meant it came from the horizon. What do you see here at the horizon that determines your moves? I'm praying today that you may see hope instead of despair. Change your way of seeing and see hope. See hope in the situation. And, 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 and then you take action. You know how you take action? You start to speak about it. I am so blessed. <laughs> I am the Lord has done it for me. You start to testify, ah, the Lord has done it for me. You see, it's been three days I didn't drink, the Lord has done it for me. It's been, it's been, it's been, it's been, a, it's been three days I didn't go to the things that I used to do. Ah, the Lord has done it for me. I know that if he can do it for three days, he can do it for six days, he can do it for a week, he can do it for a month, he can do, if I, he can do it for a day, he can do it for my life. Start the action. What is the first step? Second type. Third step. Step. You got it. If you do those three things, there is nothing I can say. I say there is nothing I can say. The book of Mark 11 tells you. It says, if you believe. It says, have faith first. Have faith. Mark 11 from 20 to 24. First, have faith. Then when you have faith, you say, hallelujah. And you don't doubt. And you will have what you say. But people think the prayer part is disconnected from the part of saying. He said, when you pray, believe that you have received and you will have it. So it's not just an exercise of speech. It's mixed with prayer. And people don't understand that we have disconnected this scripture, prayer from speaking. That's why they speak, 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 speak. Nothing happened. Because the speak does not proceed from intimacy. It proceeds from anything else but intimacy. If your speech proceeds from intimacy, God honors his words. Let your speech not proceed from your wishes. Let your speech proceed from the abundance of your hearts. And your mouth speaks. The abundance of your heart that has sat in the presence of God. That comes out and speak. That's what we are talking about. Hallelujah. Amen. I say hallelujah. Amen. You're going to see something in your life from now on. I say you're going to see a change, a turnaround. Because it's not too late for you. I'm telling you. No one has been written off by Christ. Doesn't matter what has happened. You can stand up and be the man that God wants you to be. I don't care how long the devil has defeated you. Today is your day of victory. If you can stand and say, God, enough is enough. That devil, you have no right in my life anymore. You will see the Lord moving with power in your life. Say to your neighbor, enough is enough. Say, my mind belongs to me. Don't let the enemy drop things in your mind. Reject them. Reject them. Reject them. Reject them. Reject them. 
I say reject them. Reject them. And when you are alone, it's the time to reject it. You know, I was in Washington and I was tempted by a woman in a hotel. I told my story, my wife knows about it. I was there, we had a big meeting and all the delegates left and I, was stayed, I stayed behind for a few hours because my flat was late. And here comes this beautiful lady. Oh, sir, are you still around? Yes, I'm here. Oh, it's nice to talk to you. I said, it's nice to talk to me. Thank you. <laughs> you know what I did? No one knew me in Washington. So whatever I do there, unless I come and talk about you, you'll never know. But, but I realize the Lord is with me. So what I did, when I greeted her, I went to my room. I packed up. Came out. Said, oh, sir. I said, I'm going. <laughs> you know what I did? I sat in the airport for almost eight hours. I refused to spend that in the hotel because there was a temptation in the I, I, I refuse in the name of Jesus. I, I refuse. I refuse. In the name of Jesus. So when I came back, I said to my wife, I don't travel without you. So they invite me in Israel for a meeting. And they said, sorry, Mr. Yaron. We invite you alone, not with your wife. I say, I'm not coming. They said, no, register. I registered her. When we got there, she was with me. They said, there is few places for those who must see the president. I said, she's coming with me. This is like my, my suitcase. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I make a vow to God. I said to God, the day I cheat on her, I must die. Yes, I made that vow. I said, if I can do that with a woman, I must die on top of her. So I refuse. No, I know it's maybe sensitive for you, but it's a word in season for some. In the name of Jesus, make a vow to God. Not just with women. Make a vow. Job said, I made a vow with my eye. Not to look at a woman, another woman. I wanted to make a vow with the Lord. Say, Lord, help me here. I need grace. I need, this thing is beating me. I refuse to be beaten like that. We're turning around this boat. I said, we're turning around this boat. It's time for your breakthrough. It's time for the release of God in your life. I'm praying that the Lord may give you victory. He may give you strength to stand in time of need. I'm here to announce a new season in your life. The Lord told me unusual breakthroughs will proceed out of what I'm telling you. You need to stand up and be who God has called you to be. You cannot be delayed anymore. You cannot sit around and mess up anymore. You, there's no time for that. There's no, there, there's just no time for that. Hallelujah. There's no time for that. I want you today to make a quality decision for your own future. Wherever you want to go. Hallelujah. You don't want to live a life and die and people cry and when you and don't, no one knows you in heaven. 
I want you to live a life that will be successful here and glorified there. Somebody help me. Successful here, glorified there. Say successful here and glorified there. So I'm calling you to battle this morning. Do I, do I have warriors in this house? Do I have, do I have men that say, ah, yeah, standing up. I, 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 I want the woman to sit first. I want the woman to sit first. I want the woman to sit first. Everybody sit. Everybody sit first. First, first. Everybody sit. Everybody sit. I'm calling to men now. Men that will say, I will possess my possession. I will not let the devil mess up with my home. I will not let the devil mess up with my children. I will not let the devil mess up with my work. I'm calling to this man this morning. If I can stand up in the house and say, I will be one of them. I will be one of those men that will take control of the situation. Men that will raise the children in the fear of the Lord. I'm praying for you that as men in this house, you will show the way. From today, you don't speak like my wife is the prayer warrior in my house. I refuse that my wife be the prayer warrior in my house. Why am I there? In the Bible, women didn't go to battle. Men went. Now we are sending our poor wives to battle. And then they get injured. And then we have a, oh, honey, you were praying for me. No! I want you to lift up your hands and say, Lord, today, I stand before your phone. I do not have the strength, but I trust you to be the man after your heart. In the name of Jesus, I will lead a generation to you. Help me overcome my weaknesses. In the name of Jesus, I'm calling to you this morning. Father, help me to be the man that you want me to be. In the name of Jesus, can we give a big hand to our Lord? You may be seated. Now I'm calling women that have a womb that can pray, that can birthing, that can say, God, this is my time. This is my time to give birth to the things of the Spirit. I will not allow anything improper to be born in my house. I will allow the Lord to birthing for me. God, I'm standing in the gap for my family. As a mother, as a wife, as a woman, I'm standing in the gap. Father, thank you. Thank you. Ooh, I want you to pray. Oh, say, dear Lord Jesus, as a woman, I stand before you. A generation is waiting for me. Give me grace to raise a generation for you. I don't have the strength. I don't have the ability. But you and me, we are majority. I receive grace today to do more that I could ever do in my life. In Jesus' name. Give a hand to our Lord. You may be seated. Women, you are powerful. Do you understand that we don't say father tongue, we say mother's tongue? When the child is grown, they say, even us, grown up, they say, you speak your mother tongue. But don't say, speak your father tongue. Because everybody knows that your tongue comes from your mother. 
because she was the first one that taught you papa. She was the third one that taught you. That taught, she's, a, she's, a, she's a homemaker. She's a woman. She has a, she has the ability to create an atmosphere in a home where people come and feel comfortable. Women, don't allow anything to take you out of that position. Don't allow emotion to take you out of you. You are positioned by God. If we lose the woman, we'll lose a generation. Why? Because they are there and they are the one that instructs our children when they are young. We cannot lose a woman through emotion. The plan of the devil is to torment the woman so much that when they are in the home, they don't feel like they belong anymore. But I destroyed that lie of Satan this morning. I destroyed that lie. And I say, all the women in the house, doesn't matter the hurt that you are going through. The grace of the Lord is there. God is healing you tonight. Today, God is touching you and God is raising you up as a mighty woman. We're calling out for the roofs. We're calling out for the Deborahs. We're calling out for the Marys. We're calling out for the women that can sit at the Lord's feet and Jesus can say, she has chosen the good path that will not be taken from her. And I'm looking for the Davids. The men of war that can kill the lion and the bear before Goliath appears. If we lose the men, we'll lose the integrity of families. Because men are there to keep the integrities of families together. Although they are not too much involved with some stuff, but their only presence create a covering for the family. They are like a tree upon the which women rest. I'm praying for a Davidic generation in the house that can stand and call the prophecy to come to pass. Men that can say, I will fast for my family. I will fast for my wife. I will fast for my children. I'm calling this Davidic generation this morning. South Africa cannot be changed if we continue the way we do. We will not have a generation that is changed if we continue the way we do. If we continue the way you do, we will not have a future. That's why I'm calling on men and women to take up their position this morning. Because the Lord has prophesied over this nation. The Lord has prophesied over your life. Who will bring that prophecy to, come, to pass? Who will go for us, says the Lord? Who shall I send to this generation that will stand in the gap and say, Here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. Send me. This generation that is dying, who will go for us and make the prophecy come to pass? Your life will no longer be the same. You are placed here for a purpose, for an assignment. And God says there is hope for you. Hear me, there is hope for you. There is hope for you. And the Lord will do what he said he would do. For a long time you've been prayed for. For a long time your wife has stood in the gap for you. But now it's time for you to stand up and be the man of God that God has chosen. Because there is so many things in you that God wants to bring to surface. You are so loaded with abilities. But there is a covering that is trying to, to, to make you fail. But by the Spirit of God this morning you will not fail. You will stand up and be the man that God has ordained for you to be. You will be the man that God has ordained for you to be. You will not look at your upbringing anymore. You will not look at the way you grew up anymore. The brokenness, you will not look at that anymore because God has a plan and a destiny for your life and God will do as he say he will do. I speak in the, on behalf of God and say, you are a man chosen by God for, 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 for this time and this hour. Do not allow the devil to mess up with you anymore. It's time. It's time. I say it's time. I say it's time. It's time. It's time. 
It's time. It's time. It's time for you to take up your position. It's time for you. It's time for you to take up position. I say it's time for you to stand up and be the man of God that God wants you to be. For a long time, you've been trusting God to bring people to under your influence. But the Lord is telling me today, if you stand up, people will come to you. And God is bringing people. God is bringing people. God is bringing, oh my God, God is bringing, God is bringing people. Today, the Lord is turning your story around. You are becoming the man and the woman that God wants you to be. There is a generation that is waiting for you. There is a generation that is waiting for you. Do not, do not stand back anymore. Do not stand back. Do not stand back. It's your time. I say it's your time. It's your time. If you're not going to stand up, who will? If you're not going to be that man, who will? If you're not going to take up your mantle, who will take that mantle for you? Today is a time of decision. It's a time of decision. No one will do it for you. You have to do it for yourself. No man kills a lion for you. No man kills a bear for you. You kill them and you come to testify. No man killed Goliath for David. David killed Goliath because he knew if he does not kill Goliath, Goliath will live on and torment his children. So he knew that I need to stand in for my children because if I don't stand up, Goliath will come and mess up with my children. You still have a time. I say you still have a chance today. You still have a chance today. The Bible said today is a day called today. If you hear my voice, do not harden your heart like the people in the wilderness. Open your heart because God wants to change something in you today. It's your time. Listen, I prophesy in the name of Jesus that although darkness is covering the earth, but upon you the glory of the Lord is arising. I prophesy that it will not be so in your house anymore. It will not be so at your workplace anymore. It will not be so in your relationship anymore. It will not be so in your life anymore. Because God is giving you destiny into your life. I prophesy today in the name of Jesus that there is a change in the atmosphere. There is a change in the atmosphere. God is looking for people that are so determined. That say, Lord, not on my watch. Not on my watch. Not on my watch. If I need to be like Anna... I will be like Anna. I will go to the temple. I will hold on, on the horn of the altar. And I will pray. And I will seek God until God answers me and brings Samuel to me. If I must be uh, like Elijah, I will put my head between my legs seven times. And I will wait for the release.